0: it's supposed to be warm today. Mm-hmm.
1: Alleluia. Alleluia. Well,
0: we'll get started. Uh, of course, we have a Sunday school for all ages this morning, adults, adolescents, and then of course the smaller, the smaller people. Mm-hmm. See uh, I was asked to uh, for prayer for Brother Chuck Marshall and Sister Linda Marshall. <clears throat> they are hoping to, if the border is o- ever opened again, um, soon to come down. And uh, so they've been praying about it. There's, a, there's a Brother Fred Flatfoot and Sister Catherine. Uh, also want to come, so they're praying about that. Uh, So he said to keep us in prayer. Um, Pray for a brother, Clifton Ishnana uh, from Saskatchewan. Uh, A brother we've known for years. Uh, He's diagnosed with cancer and and, uh, he's doing his best to um, have faith in God. So pray for Brother Clifton this morning. Also, uh, we will be uh, having services uh, with Brother Robert Longshore at the beginning of next month, probably a one, one night, it looks like so far, and then uh, he'll be heading up uh, into uh, North Dakota. And of course the camp meeting, I made that announcement uh, in North Dakota, in Duncea, North Dakota, the 1st through the, through the 5th of July. And Brother the tar, tar guard, the pastor there in Dunsey. And I uh, spoke with Brother Javier last night and Lord willing, he's hoping to come uh, September or maybe a little bit later than that, if everything works out. So he said to keep him in prayer. Uh, as I was, we were visiting last night, uh, I could hear some sirens in the background going off and and he said, do you hear those? And I said, yep. He said, it's the demonstrations again. He said, pray for, he said it's like that all over but just pray for us he said these demonstrations are really they're getting out of order here they've been out of order so he said pray we just need to pray for this country and pray for these people so um, a lot of things happening and everything all over the place so praise God just a lot of things happening seems like if it's not one thing it's another that comes up so we need to pray especially uh, next weekend uh this week, at the end of the week, uh, my wife and I will be heading out west, and we will be having services with the with the saints in uh, White River next weekend, so next Sunday, Brother Dan and Brother Aaron will be taking care of Sunday school and evening service. And uh, just pray, uh, pray for those people out there. Uh, as far as I know, there's a possibility, well, there's two people I know for sure that are ready for water baptism out there. And there's a possibility there's two more people that are ready. And they're from uh, the two strike group. So, Amen. things are happening out there, so praise God. So we're gonna do our best to, to uh, minister the word to them. Uh, to keep them in your prayers. <clears throat> uh, I think that is about it besides everybody that all have a need here in this congregation, your families, your homes, so uh, I'd like to ask Brother Aaron Marshall if he would come on up and lead some prayer this morning. Come on up to positions and sing.
1: Amen. Praise the Lord. Praise, praise the Lord. Amen. 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 Good to see you all here. today. <coughs> well, God has in store for us. Amen. <clears throat> so let's just entreat him. We're <clears throat> his people. Amen. We're called by his name. Amen. Let us let them know how much we love and appreciate them. Amen, let's all pray. Amen. Heavenly Father, we thank you, mighty God. Amen, Lord, for your goodness, for your rich in mercy and your rich in grace. God, we thank you, Heavenly Father, for blessing us and keeping us that we can come together in your name. Amen. Be in thy presence. Amen. Feel the quickly power of your Holy Ghost to hear your word be encouraged. Even all these good things that you have for us, Heavenly Father, we thank you, mighty God. Bless it. every saint of God, bless it. every family, our children, meet our needs, Father. We look to you. Meet the needs of your church worldwide, Father. Amen, these saints of God. Amen, The direction and help. I pray, O God, for the clifton, Father. Amen. You know the need for healing, Heavenly Father. Brother, Chuck, still in the marsh for direction. All your people, Father. I pray, Father, for peace, O oh God, in our country, Father from all these riots in the, Father, all this Lord's anarchy, town, Father. Oh, have mercy, Stake Father. This Amen, and Lord God. Jesus and do it all, Father. Use your Lord church, oh God. God. Let your church shine the light. Jesus Amen, mighty God. We thank you, Lord. We give you all the praise and glory, Father. Have your way here today. Thank you, Lord God. Bless our Sunday school for the children and the adults. Help us, Lord God. We can all learn grow in grace and knowledge, Father. Oh, mighty God. Thank you, Lord. Let your nuns be pounded past to Harold Marshall, Father. And thank you, Lord God, for your goodness. We're careful to give you all the praise and glory, Father. In Jesus' name, and the church, said, Amen.
2: Oh e Oh
0: These little ones have been waiting for it. It's been a while. It's been a good long while. So, I guess as far as announcements are concerned, I'll hopefully have taken care of everything. So, all you young people can be dismissed to your respective Sunday school classes. All the adult youth can remain in here. Amen and Amen. <coughs> Let's see. Amen. And Amen. Praise God. We'll see if we can give out of the Word of God this morning. Amen. I hope we have some diggers in here. Amen. It's always good to get into the Word and, as the Bible says, that Jesus stated, "Search the Scriptures." And that's that's our uh, our duty as children of God. Search the scriptures and see whether these things be so or not. And praise God. So it's something that we have this liberty to do. So we have this when we when we're hungry when we want to feed our, our bodies, we make those efforts that we need to make, we go into the kitchen, and do what we have to do to get our food prepared, whatever it is that we're craving and then we just have at it. It doesn't take long to eat, does it? Yeah. Yeah. Preparation takes longer than when, when you, and I say this a lot of times, scarf it all down. So we, we do that, and it doesn't take us long, but we do it because we're hungry. We want to be fed. We need something in our valleys. We want to appease the hunger pains that we have. So we do that without question, without thinking twice. I guess we just go ahead and we do it. And I hope that's the way we, uh, we feel spiritually. we can do what we need to do to fill our spiritual needs or spiritual hunger and uh, everything that we desire everything that we want from God everything that we thirst for everything that we hunger for We, we need to understand that we are very blessed people we're blessed Amen. and uh, everything that we everything that we uh, do as far as our faith is concerned our our actions where it takes us and, and everything it's it's where we're, it's different we're, we're different it's unique in, in a way that uh we can have access to a lot of uh, uh, spiritual spiritual blessings and treasures and riches Mm -hmm. when we open up the word of God we we have access to that there's so many things contained in the scripture that you know if, if, if you look at it not from the point of view of the natural man or your intellect but from the spirit of God directing you and quickening your mind so that you can and opening your eyes so that you can see what it is that you and I are inheritors of as far as his word is concerned remember this we have a spiritual inheritance Mm -hmm. right now all of us in here are by our coming into this place and by us congregating together we're tapping into that spiritual inheritance Mm -hmm. we're opening up Mm -hmm. the mysteries of God We're, we're, we're Seeking God, and uh, obviously, He's going to, because of our desire, He's going to uh, open up that treasure to us so that we can know, we can understand, we can receive, we can, we can be fed, we can drink. I mean, all these different expressions, all these different terms that we, we read of in the Word of God, you know, that's telling us that, that we, we can come to a place where we can receive from God the things that He wants to give us. The things that we need Amen. in life, and to me, uh, what what is contained in the scripture, all the knowledge and wisdom, the truth that's in the scripture, far exceeds everything that we can ever uh, accumulate out there in the world. Mm-hmm. And it'll take you a lot further. Amen. It will even take yes. you into eternity. That's yes. right. Yes. So there's a there's a, even our Amen. destiny is determined by that. So I hope. All of us in here have come in here hungry. I hope we've come in here thirsty. I hope we've come in here just to try to find God again. Because this is an ongoing effort for all of us. Every day that we wake up, we should have a heart and a desire to want to see God. To abide in Him, to abide in His presence. I, I guarantee you that He will lead you into places that it would probably definitely blow your mind. And 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 you would see the greatness of our God. There's reasons why the Bible talks about Him as being a terrible God. That just means a, a totally awesome God. right. And, and 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 places like that where we can be led to and we can we can experience. I mean, all of us are looking for an experience, Amen. some kind of experience. I used to look for it when I was in the world. I thought I could try to find the ultimate experience in drugs and stuff like that. But I found out, no, mm-hmm. that wasn't the place. Mm-hmm. I didn't find it. I didn't find the high that I was looking for until I found the most high, That's right. or the yeah. most That's high, high found me. Right. Yeah. And so my experiences have been, if I could say it this way, have been out of this world. Mm-hmm. Because they have been, uh, they have been situated in the spiritual uh in the spiritual dimension of His kingdom. So what we what we do, everything that we do to excel in the Lord, when we come together as we do like this morning and this evening, uh, it's to me it's 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 phenomenal. It's not as far as what the world would consider to be normal. They come in here and see us getting down and worshiping God. They think we're crazy. Amen. why are you so excited now, why are you so excited why do you right. dance why do you do the things you do wow God's an awesome God Amen. Amen. That's right. and this isn't Amen. just any religion That's right. this is this is uh, a, this is a living a living uh, example of what God can do in a person's yeah. life and how Amen. that life can be uh, permeated through our yeah. everything Amen. we do So, I'm saying that because I I want you to be aware of what we have and everything. There's a reason why the scripture says, the Apostle Paul, this is not my message, this is not what I'm going to present to you this morning, but the Apostle Paul said in in Romans 15, he said in in verse number 4, he said, for whatsoever things were written aforetime were written for our learning. Everything that's contained in the scriptures—they were all written for our learning. We still can, we still are learning. Yes. Amen. After Amen. all these years, we're still learning. There's Amen. still something that the Word of God will always, mm-hmm. you know, bring out, and we can always come across. We can always learn. We're not finished learning. Amen. That we, through patience and comfort of the scriptures, might have hope. Mm-hmm. So these were written. And of course, another place he said they're written for are our examples and everything that took place in there it it happened of course Israel it it was it was a literal experience and you know what it is a literal experience for us the only difference is they were on that side of the covenant on the New Testament covenant we're on this side Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and so the things that they experienced it was really hard for them to fathom or to understand because uh, everything they they seen and everything they felt everything they heard Mm -hmm. man I tell you what uh, they couldn't uh, really uh, come to that place of comprehension because to them it was always, uh, the experience was never something that was fully felt inside here. It was something that they seen, they seen outwardly. But the difference for you and I is we can experience those experiences They can be felt in here because the presence that they witnessed, the presence that they seen of God was always on the outside. And the presence that we have now is on the inside. Yeah, right. 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 Amen. Amen. So our experience right. ought to be even more yes. uh, how would I say? It's more more powerful, more meaningful right. and something that would definitely keep us going. Now, let me tell you something even when you pray in the Holy Ghost, even when you pray in the Holy Ghost, that's an experience in itself because the Holy Ghost will quicken you you might be feeling low you might be feeling defeated you might be feeling fear you might be feeling frustrated Mm -hmm. you might feel like you don't have no strength no energy once you pray in the holy ghost guess what he he puts you right back in that place where you know you have eternal life that's right you can experience that eternal life but uh i was thinking about something and, and um a beautiful thought a beautiful thought You want to turn with me in your Bibles in the same book of Romans, chapter 10. And uh, a beautiful thought. A beautiful thought. I want to talk to you this morning. And and I want you, and I feel directed this way. It just feels like everything, as far as the Word of God is concerned, he's he's, He's leading us along a certain path. And He's wanting us to gain understanding of what it is that you and I what it is that we have in him and to help us to understand where we are our our location where we are right now in him what is all around us when I say that I'm talking in the spirit in the spirit there's a reason why these things are presented to us in the Word of God. It, 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 these things weren't written just so that we can read them and we can say, "Oh, that was a nice story." <laughs> that's that's almost everybody's approach to the Bible. And some of them say, I don't, "I don't, I don't understand that." Mm-hmm. Well, it's obviously because a person's heart is not into it. And and I don't read for entertainment. Mm-hmm. Right. I read so that I can gain some. Kind of knowledge amen. so that I can gain more knowledge so that I can gain more understanding more wisdom and even strength that's what that's the reason why I read I just don't I'm not a, a, a kind of reader that just looks at it just to be entertained right. <clears throat> amen because the God we serve he's more real than that's that right. That's right. Amen. and so this morning I want to talk to you and, and, and this is the thought that came to me as I was preparing this and I was, as, as I was my mind was in him and I was meditating in the word I want to talk to you this morning about this this might kind of seem strange to you it might kind of like if you hear, if you hear what the thought I received you might go hmm but I want to talk to you this morning on, on this thought the place of his feet wow. Wow. Amen. now you can take that you can go a lot of directions with that the place of his feet and the apostle Paul was talking here and I'm just going to use one scripture out of here in verse number 15 look what it says and how shall they preach except they be sent as it is written how beautiful are the feet of them that preach the gospel of peace and bring glad tidings of good things. How beautiful are the feet of them that preach the gospel. How beautiful. Brother Dan was making an observation when we were having the Lord's Supper. It's a humbling experience when you have to wash someone else's feet. Sometimes you know we're we're we kind of people that are pretty privy people. We we don't want anybody touching us, and right. we don't want anybody you know expose certain things to other people about our own person and everything like that. So we're pretty privy people. But here we are in the Lord's supper, in washing the Lord's in washing feet in the Lord's supper. We're we're humbling ourselves, and that's what Jesus said to humble ourselves. We do it because. He was a servant. He, he fulfilled that role of a servant. That's what we're to do, right. to fulfill that role of a servant. So we humble yeah. ourselves. We wash one another's feet. But to wash somebody's feet, you're actually washing the very area of that person's body. That, you know, a lot of, you know, I've never really heard this. Maybe maybe I don't pay attention enough, but I've never heard anybody talk about how attractive a person's feet are. Amen especially feet that are always in a place where they're moving, they're walking, and of course now we have the luxury of covering our feet with all different kinds of footwear and nice footwear, cheap footwear, expensive footwear, footwear that is shiny and all this kind of footwear that makes our walking comfortable. Uh, So we try to take care of our feet, but amen, that is kind of a touchy area. It is a touchy area of any human being because, you know, you don't want nobody messing with your feet. right? Amen. Praise God. But when we talk about this, the place of His feet, He says, how beautiful are the feet of them that preach the gospel of peace. How beautiful are the feet of them. How beautiful. And, and you think about it and, and you know, uh, you, you go back and, and uh, this is kind of related to the scripture if you go back into Isaiah 52 I'll let you go there uh, Isaiah 52 and you read this. this is where the Apostle Paul was quoting out of uh, the book of Isaiah. he says in verse number seven how beautiful now look what he says. how beautiful now now look where his feet are How beautiful. Upon the mountains. Mm -hmm. Look where his feet are. Remember I'm talking to you about the place of his feet. Mm -hmm. How beautiful. Upon the mountains. Are the feet of them. That bringeth good tidings. That publisheth peace. That bringeth good tidings of good that publishes salvation that saith unto Zion, God, God reigneth." So he goes into a little bit more, he's a little bit more specific, because you know he said how beautiful are the feet of them that preach the gospel, the Apostle Paul. But he was quoting Isaiah 52, and how beautiful upon the mountains are the feet of them so in other words his feet were situated they, they are they are and were located upon what specific area did he say the mountains the mountains so that's where obviously his feet stand and of course he brings it into, he brings it in a, clo- a little closer and he says that publishes salvation that saith unto Zion thy God reigns. We, we say Zion. The Jews say Zion. Zion. So we see that his feet, the place of his feet is where? It's upon Zion. Of course, we know that the Scripture teaches that there is a place called Mount Zion. Right. Huh? <clears throat> Does anybody know what that? Would, I shared it with everybody, and you probably all know this. You should. You should know it. You probably know it. What Zion means? Remember, as far as the city of David and where Jerusalem was situated, beautiful for situation. We sing that song. In other words, if you translate it, that means beautiful in its elevation. Why is it? Because Mount Zion was actually the highest point in Jerusalem. Beautiful for situation, beautiful in its elevation. It was the highest point. So when you looked up, if you've seen the highest point, you've seen Mount Zion. That's where it was located. But Zion actually means the capital. The capital, that, and in reference to it is the area where uh, the law, any law, is, is is published from. So it is it is the highest point. It is the capital of a certain location. That's the highest point. Why? Because of what it symbolizes. It's the law. Mm-hmm. Uh, the capital of South Dakota, Pierre, or Pierre, yeah. <laughs> whoever that Frenchman was. The capital of the United States is Washington, DC. So, here we see there's a, there's, a, how can I say, there's a symbolism there, the highest point, the highest point, so we see that. But I, I, I wanna take you back now, we're gonna, we're gonna do, maybe we'll kinda go back to the simple the simple basic elementary Sunday school class because we probably all might need to learn this I don't know maybe we... let's go back to the book of Exodus let's go back where it all started. Remember remember uh, in the book of Exodus uh, when the Lord brought his people out of Egypt and there they were they were traveling and, and the Lord commanded Moses I want you to take them to the Mount. I want you to take them to the mountain, and that's where I'm going to meet with you, okay? So we see in Exodus 19, did I give you a chapter? Exodus Exodus 19, we'll start with right around verse number 16, look what it says, And it came to pass on the third day in the morning that there were thunders and lightnings and a thick cloud upon the mount. And the voice of the trumpet exceeding loud, so that all the people that was in the camp trembled. And Moses brought forth the people out of the camp to meet with God, and they stood at the nether part of the mountain. And in other words, they stood at the base of the mountain. And they looked up, and they seen all the clouds, all the thunder, and all the The darkness, all the thick darkness, God's glory coming down upon Mount Sinai. I never realized this, but I looked at a picture one time of the real Mount Sinai. And if you look at the picture of the real Mount Sinai from this peak going halfway down, from the peak halfway down of Mount Sinai, that mountain is all black. And from halfway point, to the base of the mountain, it's the regular. It's the the the, the color of the mountain is just like all the uh, the mountains that are around it. From the peak, going halfway down, is all black. And, and you know what? It's it's scorched rock. Why is that? Well, obviously, what we just read. We just read that that there were thunders. And lightnings and thick and a thick cloud, a thick cloud upon the mountain and the voice of the trumpet exceeding loud, so that all the people that was in the camp trembled. So when they seen this great sight coming down upon this mountain, guess what? The people of Israel. How many of you would shake if you seen a sight like that? Ooh, and you know what? A mountain is not a small hill. Amen. A mountain is a very big. Amen. A very big. How would I say? I wouldn't say hill. But it's big. A mountain is big. You can see it for miles. And that's the way Mount Sinai was. And he descended upon that mountain. But guess what? You only came halfway down the mount. But guess what? Here's 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 the thing about God. He left his mark.
1: Yeah. Amen. Amen. <laughs>
0: He left his mark right. upon Mount Sinai. Yep. That's where he came. That's where he came, and I'm. I'm a, um, let's read on a little bit more. And the and Mount Sinai was altogether on a smoke in verse number eighteen. It was on a smoke because the Lord descended upon it in fire, and the smoke thereof ascended as the smoke of a furnace, and the whole mount quaked greatly. Yeah. Woo a lot of rumbling, yeah. a lot of shaking, yeah. Huh? Yeah. all the thunders, and all the lightning, huh? yeah. and tempests. Because whenever you have thunder, lightning, there's got to be wind. There has to be a tempest. Right. All this was taking place. And guess what? The, because of what was happening, all this, the earth was quaking. The earth was shaking. Right. Can you imagine the ground? You can feel the vibrations. The other day we came out of service and the car was going down the street with his, uh, his, his uh, oh, bass on. You could hear that like yeah. boom, yeah. boom, boom, boom. But you could feel that vibration. Yeah. Boom! Yeah. If, if that little bass, and I don't know how many <laughs> watts his amplifier was, was putting out that much uh, sound pressure, guess what? What was Mount Sinai like when Ooh. the Lord came down upon it? Right. Right. Had to be greater yeah. because they felt it. They were at the, the, the base of that mountain, they felt it. They were saying, oh, there, Moses. Right, 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 right. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Something else. Mm-hmm. Just kind of just, just draw a new picture so you can get an idea in your mind about this God we yeah, serve.
1: That's mm-hmm. amen. Amen. That's right. amen. So it says uh
0: uh the Lord descended upon it in fire and the smoke thereof ascended as the smoke of a furnace man and the whole mount quaked greatly and when the voice of the trumpet sounded long and waxed louder and louder Moses spake and God answered him by a voice can you imagine everybody hearing that He didn't need a. He didn't need a a, a, a powerful. Uh, PA system. Mm-hmm. I've been to several concerts in, in, in my life, and these bands and groups come and they set up the, their system, and you have, as I've seen there. 20 speakers on one side, 20 speakers on. And these aren't small speakers. These speakers, one speaker standing up alone is probably about that big. So a stack of them, 20, because I asked. I said, "What, what are the? Uh, what is the the, the output of, of the amplifiers that run? Because uh, each speaker system had an amplifier behind it. So I said, "What is the wattage? Because they they rate them by watts. What is the wattage of each amplifier? You know what he said? 2,400 watts. And I just kind of like, woo. And you use all that so everybody can hear. Right. How many of you have ever been on, on when you know, there's, there's a such a thing as uh, uh, what they call uh, sound pressure, our, they, they measure sound in decibels. We can, if you look at our board, there's certain decibel rings on that board, so uh, electronically you can adjust your volume by that. But that's what they call sound pressure. Now there's a sound pressure level and so when you, when that sound comes out, boom, you know what, you, you're not just gonna hear it, you're gonna feel the force of that sound. Right. 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 You're gonna feel it, wow, there's pressure. One time, my brothers and I, we were at um, winter, Labor Day, this is long, this is a long time ago. We would go there for Labor Day, Labor Day parade, and we would go to Lehi Bowl, that arena, and the circus would be there and everything, and one time we were praying and, and there was a circus there and they had one of these little, cannons there and they were telling the kids don't get too close to that area because they're gonna right. they're gonna uh, send off around from that cannon they're gonna shoot that cannon but we were pretty close and guess what and they fired that cannon boom mm-hmm. guess what that sound pressure level just kind of like i didn't realize yeah. wow i thought that mm-hmm. boom just kind of like yep. that's a lot of force, a lot of force. Yep. <sighs> can you imagine what they experienced on Mount Sinai. That rumbling, there's a reason why there was, the Bible says there was was quake, huh? It was quaking. I'm just kind of getting you to to take a look at what they're saying here so you can see what I'm talking about. But as far as that that quake is concerned and everything that was there and and, uh, the whole Mount Quaked greatly. Greatly. So you can see the magnitude of the force that was there. Why was that? God was descending. God was descending upon the mount. Now, now I, I, I want to take you to another another description of what they were experiencing there amount on Mount Sinai. Go with me to chapter 24 of Exodus and see here. Here here we see in Exodus 24 right on verse number 10. We'll we'll start with verse number 9 and look what it says. Then went up Moses and Aaron Nadab and Abihu and 70 of the elders of Israel so Moses Aaron, Nadab and Abihu and 70 elders of Israel went up the mount they made that ship they ascended up to the mount and look what it says in verse 10 and they saw the God of Israel. Now remember, every time the Lord descended on a mountain, he descended in a cloud. He descended in a thick cloud. Huh? There was a blackness. He shrouded himself in that cloud. Are you listening to me? He shrouded himself. But here he was. He, he called Moses and, and Aaron and his, and his sons. He said, come on up. Bring 70 of the, of the people of Israel, 70 of the elders of Israel. Come on up. 70 of the nobles of Israel. Come on up. And so when they ascended the mountain, they got to that particular area. Guess what they saw? And they saw the God of Israel. They saw him, but what did they see? They saw the God of Israel, and there was under his feet as it was, were a paved work of sapphire stone, as it were the body of heaven in his clearness. So what they saw was, they saw his feet. Right. That's right. They saw his feet. And under the street, as it were, paved work of a sapphire stone, and as it were, the body of heaven in his clearness. And upon the nobles of the children of Israel he laid not his hand. Also they saw God and did eat and drink. In other words, you know what? They were allowed to see his feet. I'd give anything right now to see the feet of God. Amen.
1: Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I'm
0: yeah. talking about his lit- literal feet. Because yeah. figuratively, his feet are in well, I don't want to jump ahead. Yeah. But his feet are standing somewhere. somewhere. Yeah, right. That's what I want to tell you. His feet are standing somewhere. That's the reason why Paul said that. How beautiful are the feet of them that bring glad tidings. How beautiful upon the mountains are the feet of them, Isaiah said. Upon the mountains, and of course we've seen this. Guess where? The guess where they've seen God's feet on Mount Sinai. Man. So in other words, that's telling me something. God's feet are standing someplace. His feet are standing. You notice that. So when you see that, of course, when he instructed Moses and in all this, he was telling Moses, you, you, you read there in, in verse number one of the same chapter, he said unto Moses, Come up unto the Lord. Come up unto the Lord. Thou and Aaron Nadab and Abihu and the seventy of the elders of Israel. Worship ye afar. Come up unto the Lord. In other words, they had to come up. They had to ascend to the mountain to go up to sea. But you know what? You know what happened? they seen his I wonder what that was like when, one place in the scripture in the book of Ezekiel talks about Ezekiel seeing his vision when he's seen that vision it's in Ezekiel 1 and then in Ezekiel 40 I think it is uh, it talks about him seeing his vision and he was taken up he's seen his vision and then he's seen uh, one like unto the son of man and when he's seen one of the things that he's seen right away was his feet and he said his feet were brazen In other words, they looked like his feet were, were brazen in color In other words, the color of brass So can you imagine that seeing somebody's feet like that and you see the color of their feet And it's, it's the color of brass And, and a, amen So so kind of gives you an idea of what Moses I mean, yeah, of Moses and, and Aaron and his sons And those 70 elders of Israel Of what they saw Obviously they saw the same image they saw his feet and they obviously seen the same thing so it was something To be able to experience that To literally Experience seeing the Feet of God Woo hoo Seems like Whenever in the Scripture whenever God Allowed or whenever He he spoke to His people of course, He told them he said when they brought him out of Egypt, he said, "I want you to come, come to me, and I want you to gather to me at the mount, which is Mount Sinai." So he, when he when he brought him to that location, he he, he basically uh, selected that mountain so that they could come to him there, and he could come down to them there. So it was a meeting place. So here here they were. They came to the mountain. They had to, they had to ascend. And he came to meet him. Guess what he had to do? He had to descend. Mm -hmm. I never realized the importance of that word when the scripture talks about a place of holy convocation. A place where God's people were instructed to come. They were instructed to come to a certain point. And then God said, I'll meet you there. That's what the word holy convocation means. It means a place of sacred gathering, a holy gathering. Mm-hmm. But they were instructed to come and he said, this is an holy convocation unto me. When you come, you're coming to meet me. Mm-hmm. And at the same time, when you come to meet you, meet, yeah. When, when, when you come to meet me, I'm going to come to meet you. Mm-hmm. That's what that word holy convocation means. So now you understand? Yeah. Now you understand why he said, how beautiful upon the feet Uh, upon the mountains are the feet of them that bring good tidings so in other words when we come we come to meet nobody other than god and so as a result guess what when we come to meet god he's going to come to meet us so so here we see and of course when, when uh, you, you read the story about Jesus on the Mount of Transfiguration that's in Luke chapter 9 and and you read about what happened there he went up to that mountain and there he was, uh, we could we could go there if you want to, Luke chapter 9 uh, just for a quick reference just so that you can get an idea of what I'm talking to you about but in Luke chapter 9 in verse number oh hallelujah, thank you Jesus uh, let's go to chapter 9 verse uh, 29 it says and it came to pass about eight days after these sayings he took Peter and John and James and went up into a mountain to pray he went up to the mountain to pray you know it's good to be selected by God to experience certain things and it says he went up into the mountain to pray And as he prayed, the fashion of his countenance was altered, and his raiment was white and blistering. And behold, they talked with him two men, which were Moses and Elias, who appeared in glory, and spake of his decease, which he should accomplish at Jerusalem. But when Peter and they that were with him were heavy with sleep, and when they were awake, they saw his glory, and the two men that stood with him. And it came to pass, as they departed from him, Peter said unto Jesus, Master, it is good for us to be here. and let us make thee three tabernacles, one for thee, and one for Moses, and one for Elias, not knowing what he said. While he thus spake, there came a cloud, and overshadowed them, and they feared as they entered into the cloud. So here was this cloud again that came. and it overshadowed them but look what it said and there came a voice out of the cloud guess what happened in the book of Exodus chapter 19 and verse 24 guess what happened there came a voice out of the cloud and there came a voice out of the cloud saying this is my beloved son but look what it says
1: hear him
0: hear him Here's something amazing. I just want to bring it up. Just to kind of get everybody to be aware. But in this experience of this, what they call the Mount of Transfiguration, where Jesus, when he went up there to pray, and, you know, he, his, his countenance changed, everything about him changed. You know what? Eternal life does have an effect on people. Amen. Amen. Not just your, the, your spiritual part of you, but your physical part. It will change you completely. That's what you and I have promised of eternal life. We get little, uh, uh, how could I say, a burst of that life when we pray in the Holy Ghost. Huh? Amen. So we get little burst of that life, and that's what gives us, that's what quickens us and makes us alive, but, but guess what happens? I want you to be careful. Every time God comes on the scene, To minister to his people. To bring something that is of very significant importance to them. Understanding revelation. Mm -hmm. Every time that happens, you need to pay close attention when you're in the house of God. Because God might be speaking to you. He might reveal something of importance to you, but I want you to be careful because just like what happened to Peter, John, and James, guess what happened to them? They were there at probably one of the, the most exciting moments and, and experiences in their life, being there with Jesus and seeing all this happen, seeing all this happen, and, and God coming down and, and all this, and <coughs> Moses and Elijah, uh, Elijah showing up. Right, right. Woo! Coming from another world. Coming from another dimension. How did they know it was Moses and Elijah? Obviously, they must have had some kind of understanding of revelation. Mm -hmm. When they seen those two men of God. Mm -hmm. Wow, what does that mean? Why why Moses and Elijah? Of course, the law and the prophets. Mm -hmm. But did you know that these two men, obviously, they were men that had mountaintop experiences with God. Right. Amen. Yeah. That's right. right. That's right. Amen. Yeah. Yeah. Huh? yeah And so here they were. They were, they see that. But guess what happened to them? Guess what happened to them? That just something tried to come along and distract them, so that it would prevent them from experiencing the fullness of that blessing. You know what happened to them? Bible says they begin to get heavy and sleepy. Huh? That's how the flesh is. Yeah. I I know you know sometimes talking to people about the Lord, I'm excited. Right, yeah. Talking to people about God, here I am. Woo! And also (laughs) Or they get distracted by something else. Then they come back to you. And I know they didn't hear what I had to say. Uh, That's right. But that's just the way the flesh is. I say to myself, oh my. But here here we see that experience on the mountaintop. Here we see what happened to Jesus. And here we see what the Lord said. This is my beloved son. Hear him. Hear him. That's what we need to be doing right now, especially during this day and this hour. This is a critical day. This is a critical hour. Yes. So many things happening in this world. Amen. Amen. Brother Javier asked me last night, he said, so did you folks go back to your regular services? I said, yes, we did. We're starting. As a matter of fact, we started. I said, we're back into it. He said, I'm glad that you you, you decided to do that, Brother Harold, because here in Colorado, we can't just yet. They're saying we could probably get back to uh, maybe uh, a schedule next week, but only certain people, amount of people can come. He said, I prayed about it. And he said, you know what the Lord told me? He said, the Lord told me, you ought to hear my voice and not man's.
2: Right. Wow. Wow. Amen. Amen. That's yeah. so true. Yeah. That's right.
0: Amen. He said, what's happening to all these spiritual leaders? They're listening to the voice of man and not to the voice of God. Right. Amen. Wow. Amen. He said, the devil knows we need fellowship the devil knows we need the word of God right. he said and we have the promise of God's hand upon us yeah. he said, so we need to hear his voice yeah. and not Amen. the voice of man right. there's a time when we have to draw the line as Amen. far as obedience that's is concerned
1: right. That's right. and I
0: understand this the law of God outweighs the law of man yes. and is far Amen. superior that's right so he said, I'm glad you made that decision I said I am too yeah. he said what do your people think about it I said man we're all excited yeah.
1: Yeah. 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 Amen.
0: we need to hear the voice of God yeah. Yeah. Amen. we need to hear the voice of God but getting back to what I'm telling you what I'm sharing with you this morning the place of his feet the place everything that we are, everything that we are doing right now, everything that we are learning, everything that we are coming across in the Word, everything that we are trying to understand, trying to realize our purpose and our our lives in God's will and Knowing that we are in the place that we need to be with Him. How many of you are concerned about being in that place that God wants you to be? Uh, That that should be something that we should be concerned about right right now. Not so much where you think you need to be or somebody else is telling you where you need to be, but where God wants you to be. That should be our priority. That should be something that we should be thinking about right now.
3: That's
1: right. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah.
0: because obviously the Lord places his feet in certain places huh? Amen. his feet are in certain places he's standing in certain places and I don't know about you but I want to stand with him I want right. Amen. Amen. to stand with him in the book of Hebrews chapter 12 if you want to go there it says this in the book of Hebrews chapter 12. This is something, uh, a, 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 a passage of scripture that kind of connects us to what we're talking about. Right there in verse number uh, 12. Hebrews 12. And uh, well, let's go to, let's go to uh, verse number 18. It says this in, in Hebrews chapter 12, verse number 18. For ye are not come unto the mount that might be touched and that burn with fire, nor unto blackness and darkness and tempest, and the sound of a trumpet, and the voice of words, which voice they that heard entreated that the words should not be spoken to them anymore. He's talking about what they experienced on Mount Sinai. You've not come to that mountain. We're, we're, we're not at that mountain. We may know of it, it's a historical account that we know what God did on that mountain. But that was the old covenant. That was under the old covenant. So we're not come to that mountain. And that's what he's talking about. He said, for they could not endure that which was commanded. And if so much as a beast touched the mount, it was stoned or thrust through with a dart. And so terrible was the sight that Moses said, I exceedingly fear and quake. Here was Moses, God's prophet, God's friend, saying, man, woo! Sometimes, you know, you think about having an experience with God where you come face to face with God. Man, I just wonder what they thought when they seen his feet, and he stood there on Mount Sinai. And when they seen his feet, I just wonder what they thought. Obviously, what they seen was something that shook them to the very core of their being. Ooh, a manifest, a manifestation of God. You know what? That's why we need to understand. The reality of God. Jesus said, "I am the way, the truth, and the life." When He said, "I am the way, the truth," when He said, "truth," it, you know what that means? It means ball face reality,
3: yep.
0: Yep. huh? Yep. Literal truth. Just look at it, look at it, and, and look at Him because that's who He is. That's who He is. And, and a lot of people, you know, we need that kind of experience where we can. When we see God, I hope what we do is we. Reverence him. Amen. What would you do if you seen God? I guarantee you. There'd be all kinds of emotional response. Yes. Huh? There'd be all kinds of emotional response. I don't care what a lot of people think. Even if sinners see God, huh? even they will be brought to tears. Huh? Even they will be brought to a place of, of humility and, and just you knowing and just seeing Him and, and even being able to touch Him probably. They would be broken and they would be crying and, and they would probably, amen be doing everything they could just to reach out and to, and to touch Him. if they knew what he looked like. Wow. Our Lord, even though he's a man that's loved and a man that's hated, when people have an encounter with him, if they have an encounter with him, I guarantee you, that encounter would definitely change your life. Yeah. It would definitely change your life. But we see here, he said, For you're not come unto the mount that might be touched and that burn with fire, nor unto blackness and darkness, and tempest, and the sound of the trumpet, the voice of words, which voice they that heard, entreated that the word should not be spoken to them any more, for they could not endure that which was commanded. For even so much as a beast touched the mountain, it shall be stoned or thrust through with a dart. I was I was not to change the subject, but I was watching a documentary on Mount Sinai. And these researchers that were there going around, they, they weren't allowed to go up on the mountain, but they were allowed to, you know, look around the base of the mountain and the area situated next to Mount Sinai. And you know what some of those researchers found? As they, and, and they weren't really looking for it, they found it, it came right, they came right across it. But they, one of them said, you know, the Bible says that the Lord told Moses that to set a bounds about the mountain and anybody that passed those bounds, they were to be shot through with an arrow. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know what they found? They found rocks that were sitting around the base of Mount Sinai at a certain distance from one another around that mountain. And you know what was, you know what was etched into that stone? It was etched in a, an arrow into that stone. And they said, how did that get here? <laughs> well God said set a bounds Moses yeah. so obviously Moses said you pass this point here and they put an arrow you're going to be shot through with one of those mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. couldn't access God's presence mm-hmm. they were kept from it <clears throat> that was the that's why he said well, you are not coming to that mount yeah. we have, we're not coming to that mount But look what he says. But ye are come unto Mount Zion, and unto the city of the living God, the heavenly Jerusalem, and to an innumerable company of angels, to the general assembly and church of the firstborn, which are written in heaven, and to God, the judge of all, and to the spirits of just men made perfect. So we've come to Mount Zion. We've come to Mount Zion. But I want you to see what he says here. Look in verse number 26. So in verse number 25 we say, See that ye refuse not him that speaketh. For if they escape not who refuse them that spake on earth, how much more shall we not escape if we turn away from him that speaketh from heaven? Whose voice then shook the earth, but now he hath promised, saying, Yet once more shake not the earth only, but also heaven. Wow. Woo. wow. <coughs> Why is that? because this is the place where he stands mm-hmm. this is the place of his feet mm-hmm. hallelujah how beautiful are the feet of him upon the mountains when you think about it think about it. that's why I say we're not just any church Hmm? No. we're not just any church. No. church this is part of Mount Zion amen. Amen. Not, That's right. amen. Hallelujah. Amen. this is where he stands this is where his feet are situated amen. this is where he's standing I don't know about you but I'm going to stand where he's standing amen, amen how beautiful you know we've been we've been getting into prophecy and certain things and prophecy trying to understand prophecy uh, especially more specifically about end time events and we're coming into that in the church and uh, we want to be able to you know get understanding that we need and, and the time that we are and course you know when when you put it all together it's like a great big puzzle. You put it all together it all it all uh, kind of takes you in this in this one direction knowing what God is going to do. And I and I say this, you know, I say this because of what I understand is that we are living in one of the greatest times Mm -hmm. that mankind is ever going to experience. I was I always remember this a man preached a message I heard years ago and, and the message was the grand finale. And, and he preached about how, you know, uh, when, when, we, when we come together and, and we were watching fireworks on the 4th of July, he said, we watched those array of fireworks that are shot up, he said, up in the, uh, in, the, in the atmosphere, and he said, it's all beautiful, we like it. He said, we clap, we shout, we honk our horns and all this kind of stuff. He said, but you know what? The best part of the show is, he says, is the grand finale. The grand final. Usually, yeah. that's the array that it outdoes, it outshines, it, out it it out uh, it it outsound or it's, it's louder than everything that's been set up prior to that. Right. He said. So the grand finale is always the big finale. Yeah. And he said. So we look forward to that when it's done. He said. It does. It it, it causes. It excites you. Right. And he said. A lot of times they never let you down. He said because it's, it's just that. He said. Well, man. Man has. Done his his job, and and he's like he's like the fireworks set off, and and we see all the fireworks and we see all the the sound and the beauty and all that kind of stuff. He said so. He said that you know that, and we know that that's good, that's beautiful. He said, but you know what, God is the grand finale, grand finale. His light show is even more yes. as far as spectacular in its magnitude of light and power and sound. He said, he is the grand final. Amen. And see, that's what's going to happen to this world during the seventh week of Daniel. Because he's going to light this place up. They're going to know that there is a God in heaven. But you know, we're, we're living in one of the glorious times Especially to be in the Bride in the Church, in the Church of the Living God. So I know that what happens to us, and of course he said, you know, one, one thing, you know, we know that Israel gathered together, they came back together in 1948, <clears throat> they finally were able to come back into Israel, and they became a state, they were recognized as a state, so on and so on, and of course they are now, and then all this activity going all over you know, the Middle East, you just watch now. Just keep your eyes upon it because there's going to be some things going to happen for the people of Israel yes. that is going to blow the, the minds of the people in this world. But all right. because of the God that they yeah. serve yeah. And the God that they yeah. believe in right. and acknowledge. Right. The God of Israel.
3: Right.
0: Yeah. So once he, he does that, and of course we know not and when I say this not all scripture is fulfilled yet Amen. not all prophecy is fulfilled yet it's, it's right now we're, we're coming to the end of the wire and some of them are going to come into place and we're going to see that happen we're going to go yep. wow yep. Amen. and Israel is all a part of that that's
3: right.
0: during the seventh week of Daniel God is going to deal with his people that's how he's going to get them to come back right. yep. but the manner that he chooses for them They're going to have to come through, as that song says, they're going to have to come through the furnace of much affliction. But all this because he says, my people are going to come back. They're going to finally notice the nail prints on his hands. And they're going to say, you know what he said when he spoke to them, when he was going up into Jerusalem and All these daughters of Jerusalem are weeping for them. He said, weep not for me, weep for your children. But remember this, there's going to be a day when that the Messiah, he's talking about himself, is going to become, blessed is he that comes in the name of the Lord. In other words, there's going to be a day when you're going to finally accept who I am. Mm. So, So we see this happening we see it's going to take place and prophecy is going to be fulfilled. It's going to, it's going to happen just as the word of God. So I'm saying that all to, all to say this now. In the book of Isaiah chapter 60, we see this. We talk about, we see the what, what he talks about as far as uh, the, the light shining on the Gentiles. And the Gentiles shall come to thy light and kings to the brightness of thy coming. We know that he spoke as, as the Gentiles. We're living in the times of the Gentiles. Mm-hmm. And that's gonna come to an end, and pretty soon what's gonna happen? God is gonna usher where now, he's gonna deal with his people, but we're living in the times of the Gentiles. But I want you to see something very important here in this this, uh, particular scripture verse, because he's talking about the return of his people. And look what he says in verse number 13. And the glory of Lebanon shall come unto thee, the fir tree, the pine tree, and the box together, To beautify the place of my sanctuary. To beautify the place of my sanctuary. Now look what he says. And I will make the place of my feet glorious. So we see what he's going to do. You know, like he said, he didn't just shake heaven by earth before. He's going to shake heaven and earth now. So, saints, let's do what he called us to do. Amen. Let's take this gospel. That should be our, that should be our calling, that should be our our burden to take this gospel, to preach this gospel. Amen, because the Lord, because of this God is going to bring in not just the Gentiles but his people too. We're going to see that happen. We're going to see that take place. Amen. A glorious time. The place of his feet. The place of his feet. Makes me glad I'm glad, thank God for his word, thank God for his promises, yes. Amen. thank you Jesus, Hallelujah. I'm surprised I'm done,
3: <laughs>
2: I'm <laughs>
0: what does that mean anyway, praise God, so thankful so thankful for what God is doing so thankful for what he's going to do keep your mind on him yes. Amen. keep your focus on him there's a lot of things happening in this world right now, a lot of distraction. Yes. a lot of turmoil a lot of chaos just like what Brother Javier said last night, he said brother I know we're living in end times You could hear them sirens going off. He said, brother, it's not safe to go out at night anymore here. So now we're having a curfew. He said, never used to be like that before. He said, I wonder what my wife would think about that right now. I said, brother, I know we're living in end times. I know we are. Praise God. So don't get caught up in the muck and mire of this world. Don't get caught up in what the world is doing, because right. the world is not going to go to any good place. Yeah, that's right. Keep your eye on Jesus right. and, and seek His will. Yeah. Pursue Him with all your heart. Yeah. Praise yeah. God, I'm glad. How beautiful are the feet of them that preach the gospel of peace and bring glad tidings of good things. Yeah. How beautiful upon the mountains are the feet of Him. <clears> that bring good things praise God so here we are 2020 we will be having prayer at 6 o'clock this evening so in service at 630 we're back to our regular schedule and uh, praise God so I hope everybody has a good day and I hope we come back together this evening just to Lift up the name of Jesus, worship in spirit and truth. So, with that being said, I just want to say thank you for being here this morning. God bless you and have a good day.